To read Back to Reality, the best-selling novel of the bestseller experiment by the two marks, go to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash back to reality. And subscribe to this podcast to get loads of extra bonuses. Go to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash subscribe. Let's run the show. Hello and welcome to The Bestseller Experiment, where we continue to discover what makes a bestseller and inspire you to start, finish and publish your book. I'm Mark Stay. And I'm Mark DeVoe and welcome to another really amazing episode. We're really excited today because we've got someone in the studio who is going to be answering all our questions on how to make us better writers using technology. And We've been talking about ProWritingAid for quite a few weeks now, the amazing supporters of the show. And we thought, what better than to get none other than Chris Banks, the founder of ProWritingAid, to come in and talk about everything to do with editing software and talk a bit more about giving us some tips of how to level up as better writers. So I'm particularly excited, Mark, because I know that we've both been playing with ProWritingAid, but I must admit this, this, this morning I was writing Chris an email and it's my ProWriting Aid is kind of embedded into my Gmail account and it actually pointed out some errors that I made before I sent Chris the email. Well, I'm glad ProWriting Aid is doing it rather than me emailing you back and pointing out all your errors because that was driving you a bit nuts, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely was. Absolutely was. So we're going to be chatting with Chris in a very short while. Um, but before we dive in, um, it's not often that we get really amazing emails from um, some of our some of our listeners. But um, literally just last week, we got this email from Darius, which I want to read out, which is a beautiful setup for this show. He said, Dear Mark Squared, after hearing you plug ProWritingAid, I decided to give it a go and could not be more pleased. I discovered it was a lot more effective than Word Spell Check and the free versions of Grammarly. I've just purchased a lifetime subscription and look forward to applying its sleek, natural language processing algorithms to my work. Then he says, being a parent with a full-time job makes the time to write challenging. I instantly saw the difference this tool makes. It turns out I have a particular issue with adverbs. Don't we all? Don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all? Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for that email, Darius. It's an incredible thing. I actually first heard about ProWritingAid from my writing group quite a few years ago, actually. And I think about 60 to 70% of all the writing group used it because of how brilliant it was. Um, and so we're going to be learning a bit more about why it's more than just a grammar checker. That's the thing we've been talking about a lot. But um, Mark, you've got uh, some patrons to announce this week, haven't you? Yeah, we've had um, great follow-up from the last few episodes. So welcome to new Patreon members, Penny Campbell, Aves Khan, who actually featured in one of our deep dives. So he was so impressed with the deep dive, he's become a patron, which is fantastic. And Daniel Shields, welcome all to you, all of you. Thank you so much for your support. We literally could not keep this show going without your support. And if you want to get involved, if you want to get involved with the live shows, if you want to get involved with the deep dives, if you want to get involved with our one-page punch-ups and all kinds of fun stuff that we do for our patreon supporters go to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash support and you'll find all sorts of fun stuff there brilliant stuff so we'd like to introduce none other than chris banks founder of pro writing aid hello chris hi mark welcome to the show thank you it's a pleasure to be here very exciting we're spreading ourselves now right across the world aren't we i'm in canada we've got mark in england and you are in in palma de mallorca in spain Tell me what the temperature's like there at the moment, just to get me really jealous. Well, it's it's nighttime now, so it's a little bit lower, but... What, like like just dipping under 25 degrees? <laughs> yes, <I think> so. 
you know, this morning I had to come into my studio half an hour early to make sure the heating had actually kicked in. So I wasn't actually numb during this interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did buy a heater today, so... Excellent. Excellent stuff. Oh, brilliant. Getting ready for January. Absolutely. Well, that one month of cold weather that you get. It's, I think this is <laughs> two months at least. <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea why you'd move out there. You still, you still live in the UK, is that right? Yeah, that's right. And there's a really interesting story, isn't there, behind how Pro Writing Aid started. Tell us, tell us the kind of um, genesis of, of the idea. Well, it, it was kind of because I was changing the, what I was writing. So previously I'd, I'd written a lot of research um, and a lot of technical pieces and I started writing a novel um, and I, I found out that actually I wasn't really very good at it. And, you know, I had all of these problems, like you're saying, with adverbs and uh, sentence structure. And I realized it's it's really different type of writing. Um, you know, I spent a long time getting good at writing for research um, and that for that audience, but realized that creative writing is completely different. I mean, it's almost like writing in a completely different language. Um, so I, I looked back sort of over the history of my writing experience and, you know, how I'd learned to be a good writer in research. Um, and then I thought, well, okay, it was, uh, you know, a lot of it's luck. I had a really good mentor who spent a long time giving me kind of constructive feedback on all of my pieces. Um, and I think that was really important. You know, it's great to get feedback on what you're actually writing, you know, rather than just reading a book on writing, which, you know, the, the advice might not be that pertinent to, to what you're actually writing. And, then I thought, well, okay, I can take a lot of the things that I've read in books about how to write well, and I can turn those into kind of algorithms to check my own work. So I can basically create myself kind of an artificial writing coach that keeps me in check because, you know, there's one thing you have to tell me things about a thousand times before they actually stick in my brain. Oh, yeah, you and me both, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same. I, I have tennis coaching as well, and my tennis coach is literally telling me the same thing every every time. <laughs> it's like, just hit it with more spin, Chris. Focus on consistency. So, and it's the same with writing. I think you you just you're so absorbed in actually getting the thoughts in your head onto the page that you forget all of the things that anybody's ever told you about how you need to get onto the page. But I think for me, that's it's good because. When you are writing, you should just put, put words on the page. Um, and then editing is that chance to go back and turn those words into better words. So when you started working on the software, Chris, and this was something really to kind of help you, which is the best kind of business idea when it's solving a problem that you've got. Did you ever envisage this piece of software eventually being used by over a million people? No, I, I don't. Honestly, I mean, I just thought this is a bit of fun. It's something that will help me. I find it interesting. You know, I've always been really, really interested in language and how to use language. And then I wasn't even going to take it any further, but I ended up breaking my ankle when my wife and I were due to go on a ski season. Uh, so I found myself in a ski resort with uh, my friend a cast, <laughs> unable to do anything else. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll just do a bit more work on this on this product and you know, polish some of the edges and I'll create a premium version. I'm sure a bit like you guys have done with the bestseller experience, you kind of find ways of, of uh, monetizing it. And uh, eventually, after about a month or so, I put out a premium version. 
Uh, and I almost fell off my chair when somebody bought it within about 30 seconds. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the best moment. That's almost like selling your first book, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, there's so many parallels between building a, a startup and writing a book. You know, you are effectively you know, self-publishing. And there's lots of similarities in terms of, you know, the way you market yourself, the way you refine the product and the way you learn and, and then you know, go on to do other products. Um, so I think there's a lot of parallels with, with actually writing. Absolutely. Chris, when you mentioned about breaking your ankle, I had to wince because I was watching some soccer highlights or football highlights yesterday. Oh, did you see that? Oh, that was, oh. oh it was just, there's horrible. a chap called, I don't know if you saw that, Chris, but there's a chap called Andre Gomez who plays for Everton and it was the worst break of an Oof. ankle i've ever seen so if it was anything like that Chris, I, <laughs> how long no, were you out for I, I, was, I was lucky it wasn't that bad but oh it no put me out of action and it, you know it's uh, every every cloud has a silver lining <laughs> that's crazy so how long did it take you to actually build this software initially uh well i'm still building it <laughs> <laughs> and how many years on is that uh, six years on Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's still so much more that we can do. Yeah. And that's why we really value feedback from from people like you and from our users. You know, um, I think it's interesting for me because this podcast is is filling in the bit of of the writing process that we aren't helping with at the moment. You know, so there's there's lots of other things and lots of other parts of writing that, that we're not helping with, but, you know, potentially we could in the future. When it when it comes to to writing, there are and there are people out there, and I must confess, I was one of them. In fact, I found when I was researching this episode, I was looking through old emails, and I found one from years ago. Me talking to Mister D, and he mentioned Pro Writing Aid. I'm like, I don't need software to tell me how to write. And now I've now I've actually used it. It's not. I mean, you've mentioned algorithms, but there's a there's a human element to this as well. I was I was astonished with how. It was kind of easy. It wasn't hectoring me. It was just going, there you go. And now you decide. And I found it to be, there's a kind of a human touch there, isn't there, Chris? Yeah, I mean, the, the software is designed, it's not designed to tell you what to do. It's designed to work in a kind of positive feedback loop with you. Yeah. So yeah. it's designed, you know, like a good coach would, they don't tell you what to do. They ask you why you've done something and say, you know, have you tried this or have you tried that? Right. And then you arrive at the result. Mm. So it's designed to point out bits of your writing that might be improved and challenge you to do that uh, rather than saying, you know, this should be written like that. And I think that's what you're saying is what a lot of people think initially is like, oh, no, it's going to take away my voice. It's going to yeah. you know, take yeah. away my individuality as a, as a writer. Um, but that's not what it's doing at all. It, it's really pointing you in the direction of you know, areas of your writing that you might want to reconsider. But, you know, nothing in there is is gospel and you don't have to take that advice. Yeah, no, it's really good. And and having having it tell me that my grammar is better than 67% of pro writing age users, that's a nice little ego boost to be in the middle of the day as well. I like that. <laughs> that's good to hear. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to to try and you know set your level against other writers as well because mm -hmm. i think one of the things for me is that the writing is a very lonely pastime a lot of the time right you, it's just you sat there with your computer um, trying to put your thoughts into into words um, and having somebody you know even if that's a, like an artificial algorithm that's on your shoulder you know questioning what you're doing 
I think is a, is a really useful thing to do. It kind of puts it into the broader context of what other people are doing as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's some. Um, like I say, it's it's easy going. It's not hector, it's not dictating to you, and it's it's that repetition is so important. So I I tend to use it after uh, each chapter now, and just ha- it's that like you say, it's that exercising that same muscle again. So w- eventually, there comes a point when you're writing where you think, oh, you know what? I keep I do overuse that word or overuse that phrase let's let's think us so you're you're it, it's changing your you know your style in a positive way yeah i think you, you definitely learn as you use it um and i think that's one of the great things about it is you know it's not just checking you're not making mistakes it's actually helping you in teaching you and we're doing a lot to kind of incorporate the content that we we've created for our blog you know, about how to write better into the actual tool so that if you, for instance, you've used an adverb uh, and it's suggesting using a stronger verb instead, then you can access uh, an article which explains exactly why adverbs aren't, aren't relevant in this place and, you know, what you should be doing instead. So it makes it easier to improve as a writer as well. And I think that's really important is to, to access that information as it relates to what you're actually writing and um, very easily. And it's interesting, Chris, as well, that originally you kind of started off designing it for professional authors, but now it's gone so much broader than that. I mean, it, you're talking about helping professional copywriters to rookie bloggers, business experts, um, students. What I found really fascinating about using it is obviously I've integrated it into my writing process for, what, for when I'm writing um, fiction and nonfiction, but I love the fact that I can use it every single time I send an email. And so I'm, I suddenly realized it dawned on me last week that it's, it is actually training me to be a better writer all the time. And I'm going to be able to benefit from that in my, in my actual writing itself. Was that, was that a, uh, a decision that you made to, in terms of trying to integrate it for that particular reason, so that it encompasses all, all writing that we do every day? Yeah, I think, you know, for for me, it's really important that you practice things little and often. That's the best way to learn anything, right? Um, and I think when, for instance, when I was learning Spanish, I read this book which said, what you have to do is find lots of little holes in your day and you fill those with Spanish. So it might be, you know, while you're queuing up to get your lunch or, you know, while you're waiting to pick up your kids or, you know, while you're... waiting for the kettle to boil in the morning you find all of those little holes and then you practice in each of those Um, so you're getting a little bit every like well very frequently Um, and so I think having it wherever you're writing um, has that same effect right it's just little and often and that is really the best way to learn yeah that's that's a, that's a, a brilliant bit of advice there and do you I mean for someone who's never actually tried pro writing aid how do you how do you tend to describe it to someone? Because I guess there's there are a lot of people out there that think that, you know, these the robo editors, I think is one of the words that's kicking around on the internet, um, will actually take over their own their own kind of writing. What how do you describe it to people in kind of like an elevator pitch? I describe it as a tool that analyzes your writing and helps to show you areas uh, of strength and weakness within your writing. So it's not just grammar checking; it's uh, taking advice for writers and, and applying it to your piece of writing. Right. And, and you mentioned as well that there's a human aspect to it. 
I believe you've got like a team of people that are editors who are actually constantly kind of tweaking the algorithms and feeding back. So it's not all artificial intelligence, is it? Yeah. So we have obviously uh, a lot of copy editors who are creating rules. Um, and these are rules that basically match things that they would generally fix in um, in pieces of writing that they're sent. And a lot of them, you can just create a simple rule that changes, for instance, like um, make an announcement to announce or make a decision to decide. And these are the same mistakes that they see over and over again. Um, so the, the typical things that a, a copy editor would change. And the result is that as you type make a decision, right, it suggests decide and you go, okay, accept it, right? So then uh, if you're then going on to try and get your book published uh, and you send it to a professional copy editor, they don't have to waste their time making that change, right? And the the idea is that then your copy editor can focus on the kind of more important things and the things that it's harder for an algorithm to do, you know, things like tone of voice or characterization or plot. Yeah, it struck me that one of the biggest benefits of it is because when, when we go through the process of, of hiring an editor, obviously it's it's obvi- it's obviously a time based relationship in some ways and so the more the cleaner our manuscripts can be going to editors the more they can focus on 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 the very specifics that they want to do but i guess it probably saves people money in the long run as well doesn't it in terms of not having your editor doing all of the work that the software is able to help you with yeah i mean it should if you do the maths on it then it should save you a fortune in terms of your editor that's what I mean. have, you ever, have you ever done any stats on that in terms of how much time it actually can save people in terms of what that might cost them no, because I, I think, it, well, we've never done it because it, it's such a large amount that it should be obvious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you think it's probably, you know, the yearly license is about the cost of, you know, two hours of a copy editor's time. Uh, so if your copy editor's editing 100,000 words, then the saving over that will be huge. No, I mean, I, I use it. I do bits of editing, freelance editing and line editing, and I use it and it's an, it's a godsend it really really is it's um it does save hours and hours of work and it improves my you know it I, i'm learning from it every time i use it as well which really helps yeah and it, it makes everyone's job more fun i think it allows you to focus on the interesting bits and takes yeah, away the, kind of the boring yeah. bits one of the things is you know there's some reports where and a lot of it you could actually do it by hand right so you could go through your whole document and look for every instance of an adverb and underline it and think of a better verb. And you could go through your whole document looking for a passive voice and you could underline them all. But that would take you a huge amount of time because you'd have to reread the whole document every time. Whereas it just highlights them for you automatically, puts it in a nice summary. You can skip through each one and you can focus on it. And, you know, even that saves you hours and hours and hours in the editing process. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the kind of reports that it, creates uh because listeners if you've never used it before uh you essentially you can put your whole document in there or you can do as i do maybe do it chapter by chapter i just find chapter by chapter my brain can cope with that on you know on on that level and then it it brings out reports and it gives you scores and statistics uh, stuff on vocab stuff on sentence structure how did that how did you construct that report how did you decide what were the important things that people needed to address first well i think the thing is that each report is for different type of 
or different aspect of writing. You know, so we have some like the style one, which is where all the, the the checks that a copy editor would make go into it. But then you have others like the repeated words. Now, I think this is one that's particularly difficult for people to actually spot themselves you know, because you're so used to your writing, you don't realize that you wrote the same thing, you know, like a hundred words apart. And that report just scans your whole document, finds all of the kind of phrases that you've repeated multiple times uh, and shows you them and then even offers suggestions for how you might change them. You know, and again, I think anybody who's read a book and seen the same phrase repeated uh, quite soon creates this kind of weird echo in your head and it really detracts mm. from the writing. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I remember reading one book and there was a, a quite a strange phrase that I saw right at the beginning and then about halfway through. And it just, you know, even though it was so far away from it in the document, it was really created, detracted from the writing, I think. Yeah. The mind remembers, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, unless it's your writing, in which case you forget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, that, that's the thing. You might have written those pages six months apart, but the reader could be reading that on the same day. And it's uh, it's little. It's it's that kind of compression that uh, you just you just never noticed, do you? Yeah, and I mean, it's even easy to write sentences which start and end with the same thing, right? You might say, "In three days' time," blah 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 blah. In three days' time. Yes. I've seen plenty of things like that. And it's just, you know, because you're, that's what you're thinking. You just write it down and you, when you reread it, you don't even notice it because you're just kind of skim reading. Yeah. I tend to find the thing it always catches me, uh, not catches me out because that's not what it's trying to do. But the thing it always reminds me of are things where I'm using these redundant words. So if I say, I wrote an email the other day and I said to somebody, I'm just planning ahead for blah, blah. And it just said to me, ahead planning (laughs) you don't need it it's not and and it's funny because it the thing is you've got to become aware of it before you can actually make the change and i i so i i went four or five years at toastmasters i had such a laugh at toastmasters but the thing they always did at toastmasters which was brilliant is they had somebody who was the um and the r counter (laughs) and the way it works is you'd be anyone in the room for the two hours if anyone said the word um or uh, or a double double where you'd say and and uh and they would note down your name and at the end of the two-hour toastmaster session they would stand up and do this report and they'd say sheila you did 20 ums two double doubles <laughs> and 30 uhs and and the thing was is that that only had to happen for about three or four weeks and you'd start to hear the ums and ahs that you were saying. And I found that pro writing aids doing exactly the same thing with my writing, because now every time I'm writing, I'm actually starting to question, is that a redundant word? And I'm starting to see it, whereas in the past, I've never seen it. So I love the fact that it's, it's actually coaching me, but I'm learning from it and then I'm able to implement. And in theory, the software won't pop up as many times you know, in the future. And that, that's shown how much learning I've made. I mean, that's, it's got to be one of the best things about the software, surely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great analogy. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's doing exactly what you're saying, right? That in Toastmasters, you're learning to become a better public speaker. And with ProWriting Aid, you're, you're learning to become a better writer. Um, and yeah, the um and counter could be a report within ProWriting Aid. Now, for people who think that ProWriting Aid is just another spell check or another grammar, grammar, I mean, we've got, we've got tools out there like Grammarly, which is obviously, you know, that lots of people have that. How, does, how do you tend to differentiate to somebody who, say, 
working just with Grammarly and doesn't want to change, how would you kind of entice them over to ProWritingAid? So I always think of Grammarly as insurance. So it's basically insurance that you don't mess up. Whereas ProWritingAid, I see more as an investment in yourself. So it's an investment in your learning and your ability as a writer. So, you know, with Grammarly, that's great. Have it and it makes sure that you don't mess up, but you're not actually learning and improving. And the difference with ProWriting Aid is that our focus is on helping you to become a successful writer. And that's we do that with more extensive reports. So there's there's a lot of reports within ProWriting Aid that are focused more at professional writers and more at creative writers. And we have some like the dialogue report, for instance, which are very, very specific to creative writing. And integrated into the product is a lot of content which will help you improve and will reinforce the learning points. Brilliant stuff. And for everyone listening who's interested, for all the pro writing aid users out there that are using it and people are interested in trying it, we are going to be doing a deep dive with Chris in a few weeks where we're going to be basically going into some of the specifics of, you know, like the, the ninja tools, if you like, that makes you a better pro writing aid user because i know there's so I, I i'm only really i mean i've been using it for a long time but it's one of those things that once you actually start to delve into it and see what you can do there's so much out there so if you're interested in listening to the deep dive do join us as a supporter of this show and you can do that by going to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash support and also and also if that weren't enough um you guys have been really kind enough to give us a special discount for our listeners as well and there's also a black friday special coming up so i'm going to talk about that after the interview so if anyone's interested in getting a bonkers deal on pro writing aid it's one of those once a year things um then then stay tuned for that as well so chris with regards to you talked about it's it's a constantly evolving piece of software it never never stops where do you see all this going in the future because i'm i'm starting to get really blown away by by what we're seeing in in, in the AI world, for example, um, how how we're using technology to be, to become faster and, and better learners. What's your kind of vision for pro writing aid in the future? Um, well, I think at the moment we are very much focused at the kind of end part of writing. So you know you you you're writing a piece and then you'll use pro writing aid to improve it. But I think we can do a lot at the beginning as well, helping people getting started. So I think a lot of people when faced with a blank page, that's their kind of moment of terror. <laughs> so so we yeah, want to do stuff there. Um, but, you know, with regards to AI, I think there's some really interesting advances coming through. Um, and I really think of writing as uh, like translation. So you're basically translating from thoughts in your head to words on the page. And that's very similar to writing in different languages, right? You're just translating your your thoughts in your head to a, a different language. So we're applying a lot of uh, the technology advancements that are coming out of machine translation to help people play with their words. You know, because I think often you you are just getting your thoughts down when you're writing a story, and then the editing process is taking that, those thoughts and those words that you've written down and playing with them and finding the best way of expressing them. Um, so we're looking at that at the moment. So I think we, we should have some interesting advances in that area as well. Wow. That sounds like a whole brave new world. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to us today. And we're looking forward to speaking to you all about the ins and outs of Pro Writing Aid on a deep dive very soon. Thanks, guys. It was great to be here. 
And thanks so much, Chris. Absolutely brilliant having you. And I mentioned earlier that if you do want to take advantage of this incredible deal that they've given us on the 27th of November, that's two days before Black Friday. So you guys can get in there earlier. They're actually doing 50% off their lifetime deal. Now, I do believe that's a once in a lifetime offer. So if you want to take advantage of that offer, you pop along to prowritingaid.com forward slash bestseller. That's for the lifetime 50% off deal, but there's also other deals. You can get 25% off a one year, 30% off a two year, 40% off a three year. Now the offer ends, they've told us the offer ends at midnight PST on Monday the 2nd. But if apparently if you buy, if you buy this deal on the Wednesday the 27th or Thursday the 28th, they'll donate $5 of your purchase towards the International Literary Association, which is absolutely awesome. Mm, very nice. Very nice. I just want to say that, Darius, the email that Darius sent us, that sounded like a complete setup. But sw I swear, hand on heart, that email arrived out of the blue just like two days before we recorded this. And Darius, thanks for getting in touch. And thanks. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing that, uh, you know, we're hearing from uh, our listeners who are using it and it's changing the way they write for the better. Absolutely. And we've had emails from Darius before as well, which is great. So do, yeah. if you want to be like Darius, if you, if any of these things that we're mentioning and recommending on the show are changing your life, please, please let us know because app is so great for us to forward those emails on to people and also to, to kind of hear about how all the stuff we waffle on about each week actually makes a difference in your life. So please do let us know. It's absolutely brilliant. Hey, hey, talking about emails, Mr. D, uh, yeah. out of the blue. Uh, you saw the one we got this week from uh, Kindle Direct Publishing. We got an email from Kindle, and I've never had one of these before for one of our books, okay? So they've told us they want to nominate Back to Reality for a deal. Uh, so it's either going to be a Kindle Daily deal or a Kindle Monthly deal. Uh, needless to say... This is a big blooming deal. This is this is fantastic. This is because uh, when I was at Orion, we used to pitch books for these, and you know this was the gold standard. If you could get one of these, you could be off to the races. So we're nominated for one of these. I've no idea if we've actually got it yet, but Battery Reality could be in a in a really massive Kindle deal soon. I mean, this this is what I've been talking about, Mister Stay. I don't know quite how the universe fits together, but. I picked up our book just at the weekend and I was flicking through it and I thought, you know what? This really is a good book. And we keep saying this. And we've, you can, I always, so this is really not to bang on about our book, but of course, if you haven't bought it, please go out and buy it because it might help us get the Amazon deal if our numbers pop up. But this is all about persistence. Like this book came out as an ebook. How many years ago now? Two well, years two, ago? Two, 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 two and a bit years ago. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's only just really come out as paperback. So that's all new. And audiobooks just come out as well. But this is about persistence. This is never giving up on something that you really believe in. And I think there's too many authors out there who give up on their book before it's actually had its day. And we're never going to give up on this book. And if this is the thing, we've been waiting for something, not waiting. I mean, we've been proactively promoting it, but maybe this could be the, what we call the tipping point where... If it just gets enough exposure in the right areas, it then could just start, as, as Garth Nix told us last week, it's one of those books that, you know, it, it just sells a good amount each week and it just then keeps that word of mouth flywheel going. Yeah, I mean, it's 
We're in the hands of the Kindle gods here. I've no idea if it will actually be selected. But the fact that we've got this email from them, it, it and we didn't push me, for it, did we? I mean, no, it came no, to no, us no, no, out of the blue. No. So that's a really good sign, surely. Yeah, I think it's one of the. I think it's a combination of a few things. One is consistently good daily sales. We we're not massive sales, but we're ticking over. We we are consistently selling a few copies every day. We've got great reviews right across the board. And we've got an audio book. Now, if you're the um, Kindle promotions manager, that, that ticks so many boxes. You know, it's a great cover. Uh, we've redone the blurb. Now, listeners, you're going to be hearing a, a, an episode and a deep dive with Kate Harrison talking about blurbs. And after that, we have gone to town on our blurb and completely re- given a big <laughs> shake-up. Um, so I think it's them saying, oh, you know what? This is a good book. We can offer this with confidence to our customers because Amazon is all about the customer. They, there's, a, there's a word they use on their website, customer-centric, which is you know everything is about delivering a great experience for the customer. So they have confidence that anyone who buys our book will have a good time with that book. You know, we've got, uh, I think we're something like 4.8 out of five on, on an average review average, uh, certainly in the UK. Um, so yeah, this is, um, even if we don't get it this time, my feeling is we're in consideration. And you're right, because we've stuck at this, we've like limpets <laughs> onto this book. <laughs> this, is, yeah, clear, this is a good book. Honestly, it's a good book. Please read it. You know, I, I think, um, I think that persistence, hopefully, will will pay off. So we'll keep you posted, listeners, as to what happens. I'm sure there's probably some clause where we're not allowed to talk about this on social media and we've just screwed everything up. <laughs> uh, who knows? Blown the whole thing. Maybe we've just blown <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. But all part of the experiment, right? But one thing that we should say is that if you've, if you've read the book and you haven't posted a review, please donate to this experiment because we're doing, we're not doing this for us, are we, Mark? We're not doing this at all for us. We're doing, he says, completely totally. We're, we're not, I'll tell you what, we're <laughs> no. not doing it for the money. I can tell you no, that. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> but you see, the thing is, if, 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 if you are planning to do a review and you do a review of the book, it, it will help to see what things trigger what within the algorithms you know is it that we've hit a certain number of reviews maybe because we're almost at 60 65 star reviews and again is that something that triggers so please please go and review back to reality on any of the amazons that you've bought it if you've listened to the audiobook that would be awesome or the paperback as well um please do leave a review because it will give us more data to work with and we're obviously not doing this because we want to sell the book right mark it's just purely for the experiment <laughs> Well, it is, it is fascinating because, you know, in the UK, we, like I say, you've got 59 reviews with an average of, well, I'm looking at now, 4.7 out of 5, which is great. So most of those are five stars. Uh, in the US, we've got 45 and we've got 4.4 out of 5. There's a slightly lower average because we've got that person. Oh, yes. Who, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> episode, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> the political yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't like that we had to compare Trump to Hitler. They forget we make a joke about Hillary and Boris Johnson, but, you know, never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you pick and choose. Um, we also so, made yeah, jokes about uh, Bake Off as well. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, right? I'm waiting for that Let's backlash. Let's just put it all in there. Yeah, the backlash <laughs> from the Bake Off watchers. They'll be like, how dare you say that about... <laughs> That, I was reading. I was reading that section the other day, and I was chuckling to myself. It is funny. Oh my god. Oh dear. It's good to read so, your yeah. book after you've had a bit of time away from it because it makes you appreciate. Oh. 
right? Because you was, get so sick of it when you're editing it. and you. <laughs> that was one of the joys of listening back to the audiobook, uh, Kim reading the audiobook. It's, uh, it, it became a whole new book for me. It's, um, yeah. It really, really brought it to life in a very fresh way. So, um, yeah, it's a good book, folks. So, yeah, we'll keep yeah. you posted. If anything happens to that, that could be that could be an unexpected, that could be an episode. An exciting experiment. Well, yeah. I, want, I want to have the episode. It'll, be the known, it'll become known as the episode where Mark D has to run out of the door of his studio screaming and yelling because he's so excited and doesn't want to burst everyone's eardrums. That's the episode I'm waiting for. The moment uh, where we get to announce something crazy's happened with the book, which uh, I just know is coming. I just, it's mm. going to happen. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go on to social media, Mark. Let's find out what else is happening in everyone else's world. Well, everyone's heads down for NaNoWriMo. So over on our BXP group, they've created their own little mini group where they're, they're all helping each other with, with NaNoWriMo, which is just fantastic. It's great to see. Uh, uh, Sabina got in touch. Uh, she said, I've started binging the Bestseller Experiment podcast again after a summer break. They are the best writer's companion anyone can hope for, and it makes it easier to start writing again. You listen to Sabina, folks. She knows her stuff. Brilliant. So thanks Thank for you, that, Sabina. Sabina. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Uh, we got some great uh, little um, public decorations Declarations, a lovely one from Amelia, Amelia Vincent. She said, public declaration time. I'm going to take off my pants and save the damn cat. No, wait, that sounded better in my head. <laughs> she, <laughs> said, she said, what I mean is for NaNoWriMo this year, I'm going to let go of my bad old pants aways and use a save the cat beat sheet to plot this book. And I'm going to finish it hopefully by the end of November. So that's my goal. It will be plotted. It will be finished. It will be polished and edited and ready to KDP by March 2020. This public declaration thing is scary, but it seems to be working for folks on here. And I could really do with a little of that BXP group magic that's going around. Thanks for reading Experimates. Well, good luck, Amelia. We've got everything crossed for you. And 2020, well, it's uh, it's 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 going to be a big year, isn't it, Mr. D? It is going to be a big year. It's going to be, we've, we're officially declaring it now as it's the year of taking action. It's the year when every single person that listens to this show and sticks with us over 2020 will, guaranteed, but no money back, guaranteed <laughs> that you will have your best ever writing year. Best ever writing year, the most productive writing year. I've got to tell you guys, we've been working away in the background here, as well as just doing this podcast. Mark and I have been scheming, haven't we? There's a lot going on in the background. Um, there's lots of um, experiments that I've been playing with, and I am so excited to share the results. But I am honestly so, so buzzed to be able to announce what we're going to be announcing very shortly. We're going to be making some big announcements in the run up to Christmas, but we're going to be launching something big at the beginning of next year. So if you want to join us on making 2020 your best ever writing year, and if you want, if you're that person who's never managed to finish a book, says Mr. Mr. DeVoe putting his hand up, if you're that person who really struggles to get writing habits down, you know, all the things that stop us from writing, you need to listen to this podcast every week for the rest of this year. Because honestly, I'm, I'm going to say this now, Mark, but people that get on board with this, it's going to change their writing life. And I, I'm not going to say we're going to guarantee you that you will finish a book next year. But if you do what we're planning, you will have a book by the end of next year. If it's the first time you've ever tried to write, you may have more than just one book. 
but 2020 is it's it's going to happen mark so uh yeah we're just going to keep the build going and uh be very we're 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 going to mention some things to the bxp team very soon so if you're part of that group if you're part of um the supporters of the podcast we're going to start drip feeding some stuff to you early but um you know so if you do want to find out early get on board go to bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash support but um I don't think I can hype this up enough, to be honest. <laughs> Even by my know, standards. You're doing, pretty, you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> Even by my standards. No, I'm excited. I really am. I'm, I've got a whole... Uh, this has given given me a whole new lease of life in my own writing. Uh, and and I'm ready to, to get it out there. And we're ready to kind of share it with the world. So, yeah, look out for that, folks. Here's an idea for next year. Andy Chapman posted on the Facebook group. He said, oh, I've been thinking about this Kindle Storyteller Award. Now, if you listen back a few episodes, you'll, you'll know, folks, that not only was the Kindle Storyteller Award won by Ian W. Sainsbury, one of our loyal Patreon supporters and longtime member of the group, but also Queeve McDonnell was one shortlisted on there. So two out of the five uh, shortlisted uh, uh, nominees were bestseller experiment uh, Patreon supporters, BXP team, you know, Team Mega Alpha. So um, Andy Chapman says, I'm surprised there isn't a conspiracy theory surrounding the results, considering two of the top five are associated with something called the bestseller experiment. To outsiders, that must seem very suspicious indeed. The whole thing must be rigged somehow. Here's what I think. Next year, we should rig it so we have all five top spots in the group, even if it means inviting them in after the shortlist has been announced. That'll get the conspiracy theorists talking. So I love it. So, yeah, we'll see what we can do, Andy. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, we got a great little note from MD Thomas, who's just commissioned a cover from Demonza for a supernatural thriller. Uh, he wrote it a couple of years ago. He says, feels like a self-publishing book of mine is finally real now. So good luck with that, MD. Keep us posted on that. And then finally, Tom Foote says, okay, I'll bite. Do we really want to know what illicit something Mark DeVoe was revealing to poor Mark S at the end of the Garth Nix podcast? So, if you, I don't know if everyone listens right to the very end of the podcast after the music. Sometimes Dave will put a little something at the end, and he caught a clip of us, well, Mr. D, flashing something at me over the internet, <laughs> and, and me going. Oh, so um, we can't say too much about that yet. But uh, yeah, no, thanks for noticing, Tom. It's nice to know people do listen to the very end. It's actually a test to see if anyone sticks with us the whole way. <laughs> yeah. I wonder yeah. if there'll be anything at this week's. Oh, oh nice. my God. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Well, listen, if you want to join us for a deep dive with Chris Banks, uh, he's going to give us some amazing kind of ninja tips on how to make the most out of pro writing aid. Uh, that's going to be going live in a couple of weeks, midweek, when the deep dives go live. And if you would like to get in contact with us, you can do so many different ways. You can drop us an email by going to bestsellerexperiment.com and clicking on the contact us page. And there's also lots of ways to get hold of us at social media, Mark, aren't there? Yeah, come and find us on Facebook, which is Bestseller Experiment. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at Bestseller XP. We also have pretty pictures on Pinterest as well, though no one seems to be much interested in that. I don't think we're doing that properly. But, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, come and get us. Brilliant stuff. And uh, if you would like to join and support as Pro Writing Aid and all of our lovely uh, BXP team have, if you'd like to join us, we always mention it, but it's bestsellerexperiment.com forward slash support. And we really do appreciate your support, folks. Uh, this is one of the best things uh, that you can do this year to get yourself uh, set up for next year. 
Right, Mr. Stay. Well, thank you so much for joining us again, Chris, as well. And it's a goodbye from Mark 1. And a goodbye from Mark 2. Goodbye. Goodbye. We should add a big thank you for Dave and JD as well. We're going to have to edit this mess.